from the Invisible Studios. This is Facade Podcast, whimsical cultural analysis presented in relevant, understandable ways that critique and celebrate hip-hop while discussing our place in it. I am your host, Dr. Brian Keith Hoskins. Today, we begin Season 2 with Ether, where we explore the rise, fall, and rebirth of Kanye West, because Jesus is King. Then, we dive into our five random topics, therapy exercise, either or, neither nor, what we not gonna do, talking about, and end with the detangle. Just because you forgive someone doesn't mean they stop being toxic. Don't forget to download this episode and subscribe. Let's go. Rapping about God? About Jesus is whenever a dope dealer can put the mic, can switch the topic, like gears in the gearbox in a Ferrari quickly, and go from rapping about selling keys to rapping about GODs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the laws of work. <laughs> Is a real yes, Kanye West, Jesus is King. So this is Ether. Jesus is King. That's not a debate, right? I'm Christian. I believe that Jesus is King. The reason why Jesus is King, as a sentence, is relevant. It's the name of Kanye West's new album that dropped last wait that haven't dropped. <laughs> That hasn't dropped yet, right? So I'm trying to figure out why, how, when, who, where the album haven't dropped yet, right? We want new music from Kanye West. I've often made the claim that he's the greatest MC ever. He, he got four classic albums. Who else got four classic albums? Dropout, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, Graduation, Late Registration. All four classics. Can you debate that? You can, but you can't think of any other person with four classic albums. Kendrick Lamar has four albums. <laughs> I don't think Damn is a classic. It was good. It's like 3.95 out of four. Yeah, that's great, great album. Not a classic album, though, right? You got to take that, uh, that uh, X, XXX. Or whatever, 
that he had with uh hold on, let me let me flip let me flip through the phone here. Where K Dot at? Uh 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 K Dot, damn, here we go. Yeah, with YouTube. Yeah, triple X, take that off. Totally delete that. That's that's what stopped it from being a classic. Duckworth, uh, oh, oh. The, it's the second greatest storyteller song ever. Next to Biggs, bring some weed, I got a story to tell. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic. Back to Kanye West. I digress. So, Kanye Yeezy, he, he's, the, he's the topic of discussion. Right? So, six, seven months ago, Kanye West's Make America Great hat, the actual one, tried to flip it, goes to meet Donald Trump, tries to explain that away. You know, black people... He's shifting, so I think he's shifting in what he's trying to do. He's trying to broaden and expand his audience even further, so he's aligning himself with people that's not part of the culture to give him a greater reach, right? And so even Donald Trump, if I go 10 years back, a lot of East Coast MCs was showing Trump love, right? Spitting about having money like Trump. I ain't going to say no names, but you know who you are. Fast forward, he's extra racist now, right? So... In some of the things that he said, not all, some of the things that he said, extra sideways. Anyway, Kanye West with him. We go back, right, just to 2016. My man Kanye West is on Twitter ranting that he's $53 million in personal debt, right? And so I'm like, how, how does that? That's. That's a lot of money. $53 million? Yeah. So I, I didn't have to understand that. Because Kanye West, he had the he had the um pastel, right? That that failed, flopped, but then he had the good merchandise. That was kind of dope, right? He was doing his thing um with his man, um, what's his name? Uh, what is his name? I can't think of it. He's over uh, off white. It hit me in a second. Him, right? He did the Nike, or Yeezus, sneakers. Ooh, if you got the Humphrey Red Octobers, classic. Keep those, right? He was selling out arenas. He did the Adidas thing, got off Nike, did the Adidas thing, right? Nike Boost. He was winning, and I just I just didn't get it. I understand he did an interview with BET. He was talking about how it took him $16 million to get the Adidas thing off the ground. So I'm assuming it was a, it was a collab, right? They just didn't say, "Hey, we need you to come in." They probably gave him a brand, a, a smaller brand, like you know. You got, so you got Air Jordan, then you got Brand Jordan, right? That's Nike's kinda. So maybe, maybe that was it, right? So then you fast forward 2013, 14. He did the Yeezus tour, grossed a million dollars, right? Just a million. <laughs> and so you know he made. And at the end of 2014, he made $72 million pre-tax, right, over three years. And so, you know, he was also wanting to file for bankruptcy. And we was like, huh? Like we, didn't, we didn't understand that, right? So you keep going forward, of course. Said he was broke. He got the Yeezus 3 presentation, which I heard was extra. So here's the thing. When you put on a fashion show, well, when you unveil a fashion line, like that costs a lot of money, <laughs> you know? And when they don't disclose how much money it costs, that tells me it's a lot of money, right? 
So we Kanye did that. We have him. The reason why I bring it up, right, is because in three years he went from $53 million in the red, right? So I'm, I'm reading Business Insider. says, here's the title. Kanye West has made $150 million off his music and Yeezy merchandise this year alone. Here's how the highest paid hip-hop artist of 2019 made his fortune and how he spends it, right? So Kanye West, he's at the top of Forbes, of Forbes, right? This is MCs, so, you know, it's, it's niche, highest paid person in hip-hop, right? And so it says his footwear and brand apparel is expected to make $1.5 billion in sales in 2019 alone, right? But the topic says he made $150 million. <laughs> That's a big difference. That's like $900 million difference. But here we go. This is how he builds his wealth, his wealth, right? So he did the pre-tax amount, 18 to 19. That's how they got the 115, right? So in 2014, that's how they got the 150. 2014, they say he's five times more wealthy than he was then, right? So I'm going to check that link out. Mm-hmm. Kanye West only was worth $30 million. He's worth $30 million, 2014. Now he's worth $150 million. And his shoes plan on doing $1.5 billion Yeezy Boost in sales 2019. Now, I'm not a Yeezys fan, right? Yeezy Boost, I'm a Nike guy. So I'm, I'm rocking Nikes because that, that's, my, that's my thing. So we know we got the Boost 350 that's about to come out, $200. Per shoe, right? So, 2018, Kardashian West, they helped get the Yeezus Season 6 campaign off the ground, right? And mo- <laughs> most of those clothes of his fashion line looked like they was on Walking Dead. <laughs> he, had a, he had a lot of browns. Now, I'm brown. Myself, my, my hue is almost Jay-Z blue, right? But... He had, those clothes were, yeah, light, 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 dark, 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 browns. That's all it was, just shades of brown, right? So I'm like, okay, that was a failure. Some people pay for it. I'm not paying $200 for a (laughs) T-shirt. Not doing it. Not just just because of color, just one, one color, solid color. Yeah, we're not doing that. Not doing that. But, so we keep going forward, and it brings me back to the reason why I played the clip of him singing, Jesus King, right? So he'd been doing his Sunday services, right? Invitation-only spiritual gatherings, right? So I guess Yeezy getting ready to go on tour and sing about Jesus and do special invites for people to come out and celebrate Jesus. Now, I don't know if it's going to be preaching involved, right? Or it's going to be just this two hours of remakes, you know, because we're so grateful, about Jesus, he did. He did the, the the divine. No, genuine. See, so here's my thing. So if the song that initially came out was nasty, <laughs> that song was nasty, and it was a whole lot of grinding. How do you remix that and put Jesus lyrics on top of the nastiness? Like I, I don't know. I, this, that's just me. I don't know if I could do that, but. Apparently, he's going to do it. That's probably going to sell. It's Jay. If he got the dope beats and it's Jesus topic too, he's going to definitely cross over. But 
back to wealth, worth. He got a $60 million home in Hidden Hills, California. I don't know if it's really Hidden Hills or that's just the name Hidden Hills so you don't know where it's located, right? It's a 15,667-square-foot home on three acres. Like, my house is, like, 3,000. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of 15,000? Yeah, 15,000 square foot, right? Get, he did the Vogue cover, bought the house 2014 for $20 million, right? Spent $20 million renovating it before they moved in in 2018. And now it's worth $60 million. So he spent $40 million. He's already made $20 million on the house. Right? Just because. Just because. Right? And so, yeah, Ye is winning, man. He's extra winning. Oh, almost forgot. So, not I'm not going to talk about the Soho apartment that he bought in 2004 for $4.7 million. And then flipped it and sold it for $17 million. I want to talk about this ranch in Wyoming. So, Kanye, we have been... When Kanye was doing the songs, he did the album for Kissy Ghost, Kid Cudi, did his own album, did Pusha T's album, he did the uh, album for, um, oh, what's her name, the singer, oh, the, with the rose and the cement, and the rose and the, yeah, he did her album, yeah, and so, but they did the recording in Wyoming, right, and so, I guess he went back there and bought the space, $14 million dollars. For a massive property in Wyoming. This is what it says. It includes a restaurant, a saloon. Yeah, who needs a saloon? A saloon, a maintenance shop, an office building, horse barns, sheds, corrals, storage facilities, and a state-of-the-art shooting range. Man, this 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 Kanye. So we, one thing that I do like is about his ability to flip. Right, so we we talk about Jay Z. So I remember when Fubu came out, I had a lot of Fubu, and then they sold it, right? And then right after that, they came out with the Muhammad Ali brand. It didn't really do well, so they built the business up, got a uh, an evaluation for it, and then sold it for more than it was worth, and got out and did something new, and that's what Ye's doing. So I, I can admire I can admire the flipping businesses. Like in my mind, I'm like, okay, well. If I got a business, why would I flip that joint? Like, I would just be McDonald's 200 years from now. I wouldn't flip it. That's just me. But I guess it's the, it's the new way. It's the new wave of how you get down. As you buy something, and then you flip it. Like my man, the baby, just bought the mall in Atlanta. I've been to that mall, right? That mall needs renovations. <laughs> but it's a cool spot. It's in the hood, right? It's by Spelman. And Morehouse is about the quad area where in Morehouse Brown. Well, it's only three universities down there now. But anyway, it's in that quad area. Yeah, and that space is extra dope. But he's probably going to build it up. I hope he sits on it, right? Because everything ain't about flipping. You can get the profit, get the bag, and then get out of the bag. Like, I get that. But, yeah, essentially, I, I get it. Kanye West, he's my favorite MC of all time, despite the Trump hat. Right? But he's the highest paid now. And then Jay-Z was on there with like 71 million. Sean Combs, like 75 million. But it's just amazing. Drake was on there with like 70, 69 or 72. But it's just amazing to me how 
is it is it God? That's the question I ask. I guess 2014, he was worth 30 million dollars. 2016, he's negative 100, he's negative 53 million dollars. Right? 2018, 19, he's worth 150 million dollars. He got a gospel album getting ready to drop. So, is there a positive correlation between Jesus the Christ, right? Jesus is King as his album. And we all know Kanye West had Jesus Walks, <laughs> right? <laughs> and for those of you who don't remember it, this is how it sounds. got suits and cases right we got suits and cases yay said they harass and arrest us this song came out in 2004 2019 15 years later police harass and arrest us right and so as we transition into five random topics right and it, this is, speaking of harassing and arrest us, right? So I, and I know y'all y'all read, so if you, if you don't know, the um, case of Gene Botham, he, he might have been the first, of Botham Gene, he might have been the first black person recent, in recent memory who died in a house invasion by a police officer, right? A police officer. So they harass and arrest us, and they kill us, too, right? But it, it just gets me to thinking about, so I, I've, had, I've had several conversations about this, and I don't want to start the, the, this section, five random topics, off on a harsh note, but that's, hey, it got to be what it got to be. Now, sometimes, and, it's, I, and I don't know about other people of color because I don't watch their spaces, their media, their, um, in, in super detail, as it relates to when they're murdered, how their community responds. You know, hashtag black Twitter respond in a different way, right? i never even seen a hashtag brown Twitter, so I don't know how my Latinx peoples, how they respond with the rage, enraged, right, outraged. I don't know how they get down, but black Twitter in particular, man. So here's, here's the deal. Sometimes black people engage in foolish forgiveness. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's what we do. We engage in foolish forgiveness, right? And so, for me, I'm not... So, if somebody murders somebody that I love, right? So, Amber Geiger, 
right? She, I hope I'm saying that right. Geiger, Geiger, yeah, Amber Geiger was recently found guilty, right, for the murder, the murder, for the murder of Botham Jean, right? She's at the house chilling. She invades his house, kills him, calls the 911, and it's like, hey, I killed somebody in my apartment. Oh, wait, it's not my apartment. Let me revisit that. Oh, wait, let me see. Yeah, please send somebody to give help, right? So she gets found guilty. Initially, I was thinking she's not going to be found guilty because she's white. It's a woman, just like in a situation in Tulsa. The name of the officer escapes by my name at the, at the moment. But she's found guilty, sentenced to 10 years, right? So a black life, I interpret that as a black life, that's doing nothing other than sitting in your home, right? Stand-up guy. Murder in his own home. His life is only worth 10 years. I get that. And I don't want to recap it, right? But his brother, baby brother, Brant Jean, right? Gives her a hug, right? Tells her he's truly sorry, right? I, I know I can speak for myself, and I... Forgive you. That's what he said. I forgive you. Now, the prosecution asked for 28 years in prison. 28 years, which is better than 10 years, right? And so, yeah, he goes on to say, this is the brother. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would have wanted for you. That's what he told her. The quote continues, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. Can I give you a hug, please? That's what he asked her. That has to be the most ignorant thing ever. Well, not ever. But, yeah. You killed my brother? Yeah, I don't, I don't care about you. I don't care about how Christ sees you. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is why you ain't getting the death penalty. So I'm pro-death penalty, 2,000%. A life is the one thing that you can't give back. If you take somebody's life because they're black, sitting at home? Yeah, if you do that, then yeah, you, you yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. How you can receive love or respect. Or even, why are you even thinking about how that impacts the you as a Christian? Yes, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, the forgiveness is just foolish to me, right, at this juncture. But even that, because it's his brother, he has the right to say, you know, my brother was killed, so I'm going to forgive you. He has the right to do that. That's his brother that died, right? But what enrages me the most is these pictures that I keep seeing floating, with District Judge Tammy Kemp, who only gave her 10 years when the prosecution asked for 28, hugs her. The judge hugs her, right? How often does that happen? Does a judge... Uh, so I looked into her background. She's not a hugger, right? That, that's some. She was compelled to embrace this woman after only giving her 10 years when the prosecution asked for 28, knowing that she killed the other brother's brother. So now he doesn't have a brother, right? And then this is what the judge says to her while she's hugging her. She says, ma'am, it's not because I am good. 
It's because I believe in Christ and none of us are worthy. Forgive yourself. Get back. Oof. <laughs> I, I almost said something extra ignorant to add on to the extra ignorant that I'm talking about right now. So, yeah, I need, I need to get off this, this topic because it, it, it disgusts me. To me, what it says, so I'm looking through black Twitter. Not only does it say that a black life is worth less than 10 years, she'll be paroled in five. So really a black life is only worth five years, right? Just sitting still at your house doing nothing. Black life is worth five years, right? But what it says to me, reading black Twitter, my interpretation of it is, is that we are forgiving of whiteness, right? Even when it destroys and kills us. I've never seen anything like it. The judge is outside of that. She's showing remorse for the murderer of a person who was sitting at his house doing nothing, right? And, and Abella was, they were brushing her hair, making sure she was comfortable. It reminds me of Dylan Roof. He kills nine black Christians, South Carolina. They take him to Burger King to get him something to eat, make sure he's comfortable. <laughs> After killing nine black Christians. And he went to Bible study with them to talk about Jesus right before he gunned them down. And now they're talking about Jesus. They're concerned with her giving her soul to Christ after she murdered someone for doing nothing. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm tempering my response because I'm heated about it, right? And this podcast ain't about anger, but I'm angry. Again, foolish forgiveness. We, we don't have, I don't have no time for that. Vengeance is the Lord's, but the court system ought to work. 28 years, death penalty. Every time you take somebody's life, you should get a death penalty. Unless it's, you know, you're inebriated or something, it's manslaughter. But you are, yeah, premeditated, or you just went in and just killed somebody. Because they're sitting in their house. Yeah, they, you need to get the death penalty. Yeah. So stop with the hugs. I'm not showing you hugs. I'm spitting in your face. You kill somebody that I love, definitely spitting in your face. Yeah. Topic two. Man. So I get invited to a lot of things. As a professor, I'm moving around. Sometimes I get invited in spaces that's... That's about hip-hop culture. You know, I went home for the, so the last, so this week, I had uh, my father-in-law staying with me at the house. He was there posting up like three months. Finally got, he, he had a surgery. He's healed a little bit, he's a little bit better. Finally got him a spot in Oklahoma. Go to Oklahoma City, right? Get him situated in his new spot. It's lavish. He's winning now, doing his own thing, right? So shouts out to him. Ran into this young brother. Taylor Trey, he's on fire. <laughs> he, he did the uh, introduction track for the Facade Podcast. He's on the team now. So, yeah, if you're trying to get some some music, he's the man to get music from, right? I was invited. I was in that space. So sometimes I get invited to a lot of different things. So I got, I got invited by this group of, of scholars on campus, uh, by white colleagues, by the way. I like to give people their credit for their race and their gender. Uh, women invited me to a gathering. At this place, the uh, gas, uh, uh, ginger, uh, the name escapes me at the moment. And so, I'm the only person of color there. And we're having a lot of discussions about a lot of random things. So, of course, I bring up Dave Chappelle, Sticks and Stones. I want to make sure everybody's uncomfortable. And so, some people are like, hey, uh, I didn't like that. I was uncomfortable. I felt, I felt it was disrespectful when he, yeah. What did you think about it, Brian? I loved it. I loved it. I loved every aspect of Sticks and Stones. 
right? I absolutely loved it. It was great. <laughs> Made me laugh. It's helping me get my comedy career, that arc right. You know, Dave Chappelle's the only comedian, in my estimation, that can start a joke, give you a joke and a punchline in the middle of that joke and come back to that end joke. So I'm letting you know now, I'm, that's going to be my structure. When I'm doing my stand-up next year, that's what I'm going to be doing. Not like him. I'm not going to bite his cadence, his delivery, punchline. It's not going to be like that, but it's going to be similar. Right? And so we're sitting there talking, and then we go to, she's trying to lift up a table, and she couldn't lift it up. And I was like, hey, you need to get in that CrossFit. And she's like, yeah. I said, if you were doing CrossFit, you'd be strong enough to lift the table. She's like, CrossFit is a cult. Huh? <laughs> Shout out to Molly. CrossFit is a cult. So we have this discussion about cults, which goes into, oddly enough, dog and cat owners. <laughs> She's a cat owner. I'm a dog lover. No, I'm not. But I prefer dogs over cats, right? And so I say, she's like, why don't you like cats? And I said, because cats, they suck the breath out of babies and kill them. Right, I see. I you know I grew up. That's one of them tales that I used to hear pops and moms talk about. Elders in the community they don't like cats because cats suck to get in the crib, cause crib death for babies, and suck the life out the babies, and they die. And she said in real time, "Oh, oh I hate children." <laughs> she said, "I hate children," so I consider that a godsend. Oh, what? <laughs> Oh, man. It had me giggling. So I'm not laughing because I'm for kids to die not doing that. But just the fact that she said that, I was like, wow. She was keeping it 100. So I do like that this group, at that the, event, the purpose of the event was just to hang out and not talk about scholarly things, which is great because I don't like people. If you're in the academy and you're like, if being a professor is who you are and it's not what you do, I don't like you. And I haven't even met you 100%. I don't like you at all. So getting ready to go to this event was great because being a professor is what I do. It's not who I am, right? And so going to this event was great. It was a good time to interact with colleagues, hang out a little bit, have a little fun. It, I wish it could have been more colorful, right? A little bit more diverse, but it was cool nonetheless. Got to see some people. Uh, shout out to Dana. Got to see some people and hang out with some colleagues. You know, do my thing. But that was, uh, yeah, interesting. So I just wanted to say, for those of you out there who hate children, don't. Hate children. Children are great. I have children. They're great. Children Children are have you happy when you should be sad. And they'll have you sad when you should be happy. But that's just part of having children, right? That's part of life. If you choose to have children, have them, raise them, do... <laughs> Love don't hate them. <laughs> Love don't hate them. So, Sogamat, right? We're in the topic three. So, I got a partner. I ain't gonna say his name. He's a uh, single, right? And he has options in his singleness, right? And what was funny is, as we talk about, you know, I'm, I'm doing this CrossFit thing. I'm on my CrossFit journey. About to get back into it because I need to take a break because I did too many deadlifts on my right knee started trembling. So I was like, yeah, I can't do that. I got to take a break. So I'm finna go. I'll be in the gym in the morning. So while you listen to this podcast tomorrow, I'll probably be in the gym in the morning. Well, tomorrow's today. It's the day before. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, you, you get it. And so we have conversations about just aging. <laughs> 
<laughs> at his knees, right? And he was like, yeah, man, I had to go out and get this soga mat. And I was like, well, what's a soga mat? He was like, you know, it's the mat that is used for sex. What? <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 what do you mean? He was like, well, you know, so I heard that women like to do yoga. And so I want to meet some new women. So I went to this yoga place, joined this yoga group to do the hot yoga. That's a new trend. So he joined the place to get the hot yoga. And he got this mat that cost him about $50 to do the yoga with. Yeah. And so he was like, hey, I met a couple people there. Had them over to the crib, you know. And, you know, they, you know, one thing led to another one, you know, and then it's time. And he was like, yeah, you know. And I kneeled down. Yeah, and my knee started, I felt like somebody shot him in the kneecap <laughs> with a 12-gauge shotgun, right, to, to borrow from Chappelle, birdshot, buckshot, birdshot, right, and the rest of the gun is Jamaican. So he said it felt like it shot him in the knee, right? And he was like, ah, oh, <laughs> we got to stop. <laughs> I can't do this. My knee hurt. And he said, then he was like, ah, oh, I'm going to get this yoga mat, right? So he calls it a sex yoga mat. So his, it's his soga mat. <laughs> I said, well, that's kind of nasty because when you use the soga mat doing the sex, the yoga mat doing the sex, how you clean it off? How, how do you? Because yoga mats are like just, just like, uh, it's like the mesh thing. The It's not even rubber, really. It's just like a, yeah, and then it's just, it's wet, I guess, and I mean, it gets wet when you're doing yoga from out of sweating because it's hot yoga. But then it's, yeah, because you, yeah, and then, mm, and then, it, you know, then you got the badussy smell probably. That's nasty to borrow from Bernie Mac. And so how do you get rid of that? Do you, do you, and he was like, of course, I'll go to the, uh, what's the, go, what's the, uh, what did he say? What Febreze. <laughs> my, my bad. Sorry for forgetting. Febreze. He's like, yeah, it's the Febreze mat. So it's the Febreze Soga Mat. <laughs> so for those of you who got bad knees, the moral of the story is, based on him, if you got bad knees, but you still getting it in, <laughs> get you a Soga Mat, right? But don't, so here's the thing I talked to him about. I was like, hey, man, was it disingenuous for you to go to the yoga? Why you didn't go to the yoga studio with all men? Yeah, he, he yeah. He was on a mission. So was he misleading the women? Is he really into yoga? I mean, I think he likes yoga now that he realizes that it can help him stretch a little bit and, you know, it takes care of his body. But, yeah, he man, come on. That's my guy. He got to the yoga to get to the yogurt. Yeah, because people eat yogurt after they work out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, interesting to me. Yeah, so that's his... That's, Random topic three. Get you a soga mat if you into that. Excuse the rhyme. Yeah, so number four. Guess what, y'all? <laughs> Gave away my dog, Melage. Yay, yay. So a guy came by, young brother, with another young brother that he was training. He works for Direct TV. He was like, hey, interested in Direct TV? I'm like, of course. Sudlink is extra. Extra trash, right? And so he's like, oh, well, you should consider getting it. It's only like, it's like $119 a month. I was like, cool, let's sign me up. So, you know, of course, he was like, you can get these iPhone. Well, actually, he didn't. Another guy came by and tried to give me the iPhone 11s. Uh, 
iPhone, iPhone 11, I'm on the 10, so I don't really need one. So I, I think I'm going to stick with that. I, I may get the iPhone 11. It was like four iPhone 11s for like $222 a month. That's extra dope, but it's AT&T, and we're on Verizon. Anyway, I digress. And so we, we were talking, and so, you know, we had a conversation about being black and what it's like in Lubbock. I give him um, Beverly Tatum's. Um, I gave him and the other brother, Beverly Tatum's, while the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria, 25th anniversary edition, and then Melaje's in there. He's rubbing on Melaje. She's jumping up and down. She's excited to see him, happy, rah, rah, rah. And I said, hey, man, who you here with? He was like, what you mean? I was like, in Lubbock. He was like, well, I'm a nobody. It's just me. My family's in South Carolina. <laughs> and there's times when, you know, I'm just out here by myself. And I, I don't have no baby related. I said, hey, brother, hey, 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 would you like a dog? He was like, a dog? I was like, yeah, Melage. <laughs> Pointed to my dog. She was all happy. He was like, would you really give her to me? I was like, yes, man. I've been trying to look for her. A great home. He was like, well, why are you getting rid of her? I walked him outside. I said, see them 15 holes in my backyard? That one by my sprinkler? Yeah, that's just one reason. See the bottom of my gate? It's all ate up. Got to repaint it? That's the second reason. Then I walked him back in the house. I said, look at the bottom of these uh, windows, right? I said, see how the, the panel of the bottom of the windows is ate off in four different places? Melage ate part of my house. Yeah, so I want to get rid of her ass today, right? And everybody was excited in the house, except Isis. <laughs> Woo! Who stomped off in her room, extra crying. Now, it's not too many things I don't care about. You know, I love my baby. She's a good, she's a good person. And so I'm like, uh, yeah, we got to get rid of her. Isis, got to get rid of her. And she was like, Daddy, you can't get rid of my dog. That ain't fair. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We finna get rid of your dog. Don't take it personal, baby. We can do something else. We can do, you know, we can do something totally different. And she was unforgiving. Isis was unforgiving. The, until I bought her a car. But that's a whole other topic. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, she was extra unforgiving. And so I was like, yeah, got to get rid of Malaze on the quick. So he came, and we boxed everything up and put it together. <laughs> and it's a true story. The night that she was gone, everybody in my house was crying. <laughs> Have y'all y'all know the scene in uh oh what's the uh I am legend? So it's one scene in I am legend, Will's with his dog, and he goes upstairs and he's uh he looks and they all huddled in a in a circle. <sighs> Breathing where the money's at, and they turn around. He sees them and he starts to run out. That's how my family was looking. <laughs> it was like two in the morning. I go into the room, into the uh, movie room, and they all in the huddle crying because they missed their Melage. <laughs> I don't care about that. So we got rid of Melage. So I had I, that was the, my dog lottery story. It was great. I was excited to get rid of her. She's in a better place. She's not dead. She's in a better place with a young owner who who runs. This young brother runs like five miles a day, which is nuts. He's like, he's he's that type of guy. Melaje gonna run with him. So I'm happy that he got that she got to go to a better place and space. This topic five vape deaths. 
so again, I'm not for death, right? I'm not even I'm not even for people, you know, dying just in general. But I'm like, uh so I was reading about vape deaths, right? And so we got all these people, they dying, right? So I was on Twitter, of course, and it's, and it's people talking about vape deaths, 14, 15 people took a hit, and they was out of here, right? So like this right here, CDC director, they knew what was up. So it says in this tweet by Michael Siegel, CDC finally admits that the black market THC vape carts are the major culprit in respiratory disease outbreak. So that it's a respiratory disease outbreak, right? And they killing people. <laughs> they killing people, y'all. And it ain't funny. I'm not laughing. But why are you vaping? So here's the thing. I don't understand. So certain things you just... So drugs, so escapism for me is big. That's why the Facade Podcast was created, so I can do my escapism. Right? Because this world is it's a hostile place. And sometimes you want to escape from it. So I totally get that. Right? So I usually get the PlayStation 4 controller in my hand. Or I get in the booth and, and bust some lyrics. Right? I might even I might even do some CrossFit. I might, you know, just watch a movie. I'm going to go see Joker tomorrow. Right? So sometimes you just got to get away. Just got to get away. Just get away from life. Right? I get that. But don't get all the way away from life and die. Don't hop into the casket. Don't do that. So if you're smoking cigarettes, emphysema, you know you can get cancer from doing that. You're smoking vapes, they don't know, but they keep announcing that people keep vaping. Don't do that. I got friends that vape. Stop. <laughs> Come on, y'all don't want to be at y'all funerals. Because I'm be crying. I'm laughing now. Not because people are dying, but I'm laughing because people know stuff is bad, like sugar Satan. I But I keep eating sugar, right? My a, H1C, is, A1C is like 5.7. And it shouldn't be. I need to stop eating sugar. But you're killing yourselves vaping. So don't do that. Stop vaping. And I know they got the nice little, it, it got the nice blueberry, raspberry, exhale smell. Smells all good to me. I don't cough. But I'm by you, by you, while you vaping. Because it's, you know, the, the output. I can't get secondhand cancer from the vape. I get that too. But you can die. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not funny, by the way. You can die, and I don't want people to die. So yeah, don't don't die because of it. And understand that it's you know it's about capital, it's about capitalism. It's about you being able to you know uh 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 you know have your little thing and no one knows. And it's just just be safe. It went from nine people to now fourteen people. You know, it's just vaping. People died in you know South Africa, Johannesburg. So it's just. It's all over the world. Nine people in the United States died too. 14 people most recently. And so U.S. Center for Disease Control, 530 confirmed probable cases of lung injuries from ECGs. Lung injuries. So check it. When you inhale the vape, it scars your lungs. Your lungs are injured. <laughs> yeah, if that, if that ain't enough to get you to stop smoking, then yeah, you, then you, hey. Whatever you get on the back end of that, that's on you. But that's it. Yeah, that's my my five random topics, and we we out on that. So, Facade Podcast listeners, season two, episode one, Facade Podcast was created by me, Dr. Brian Keith Hoskins, because I needed some outlets to escape. Like I said, I was angry. Introducing this space to Dr. Hoskins to everybody. 
It's exhausting to be Dr. Hoskins all the time. Sidebar, I think I got depression, right? And I looked at the list. I took this test online, and it was like, you got moderate depression. But I looked at the list of things, and I was like, man, I may have it. But I saw two things, <laughs> and I said, yeah, I ain't got depression. The first one was, you don't eat a lot. <laughs> I can't stop eating. I just, I got a high metabolism. I don't. I wish I did. But I just eat all the time, so that can't be it. And then it was like that you sleep a lot. Yeah, and I can't. I barely sleep, like four hours a night. So that, I don't think I'm depressed. I thought that I was. I don't I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. Anyway, Facade Podcast was created because I was going to my counselor, therapist, and each time I do the podcast, she gives, I take something out of our session, a question she asks, I pose it here, therapy exercise. This is the question she asked me in our last session, last week. What's the best year, single year, in hip-hop history? <laughs> what? <laughs> and why? So I think she likes punishing me to get me to do assignments, like I be punishing my students by getting them to do assignments. Right, they pay tuition. I'm paying tuition loosely to her. You, you dig? But greatest year in hip hop history ever. <laughs> okay, here's my answer. Okay, so I had to think about it. Right, that was my punch in. <laughs> I had to think about it. Greatest year in hip hop ever. Ugh. I'm gonna say 2015. Right. So I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. So I thought about it at first. I was like, uh, if I think about it first, it, it could have been. So it could have been, oh, man, 1994. It could have been, 94 is probably my second choice. 94. So Nas drops Illmatic. Big drops Ready to Die. Red Man drops There's a Dark Side. Common drops Resurrection. Scarface drops The Diary. Outcast. Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music comes out. Do You Want More by The Roots comes out. Blowout Cone. Man, Takao. Like, that was 94. 94 is my, my number two. Yeah, my number two. 94. 94 is my number two. Uh, so hold on, let me let me let me let me punch back in. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a taste of some of the joints that uh came out in '94. Yeah, this this is a couple, just uh, just a couple. So this is Common, then Biggie, then Nas, then Outkast. Like a hustle, another job to juggle, another day, another struggle. No more. Knock it at my front door. Like a hustle, another job to juggle. Mm. People look at you like you the user. Mm. I attract clientele. I exhale, let the other soak the root and we're right to steps. 
Emphatically, 94 is my second favorite year of hip hop ever. But I gotta I gotta say it's, it's 2015. 2015. Just I'm just gonna give a, a, a some hits, right? What a time to be alive. Drake and Future, right? Migos, Young Rich Nation, uh dropped. Dre dropped Compton. And that wasn't necessarily all that, all that for me. But it was it was cool. Black Alicious dropped Imani, Volume One. Big Sean dropped Dark Sky Paradise, which eh, eh. <laughs> it wasn't all that. Lupe Fiasco dropped Tessu and Youth, right? That, that's just a couple. Uh, what else? Drum dropped Goddamn. It was an EP, but you know it, it was still that Future dropped Fifty Six Nights. Tell me, 56, tell me 56 Nights wasn't extra. That might have been next to Dirty Sprite 2. Ooh, that might be Future's best mixtape. Yeah. Ty Dolla Sign, Free TC. That was dope. Lizzo, Drop Big Girl, Small World. That was dope. Uh, Boosie Badass, Touchdown 2, Cause Hell, Pusher. Again, uh, King Push, Darkest Before Dawn, Prelim, Ray Sherman. <laughs> Sherm Life, you, you tell me, you can't tell me that was not. Meek Mill, Dreams Worth More Than Money. Uh, what else I got down here? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Young Thug, Young Thug, Barter Six was dope. Uh, what else? Earl Sweatshirt. So listen, people people be sleeping on Earl Sweatshirt because of the clique he was with, right? So it's Tyler, the creator, uh, Frank Ocean. That clique was extra dope. Earl Sweatshirt. I don't like shit. I go outside. I don't go outside. <laughs> Drake, if you're reading this, it's too late. Right, Future? I mentioned that. Dirty Sprite 2. So Future had two releases in the same year. Vince Stable, Summertime 06, and King Kendrick to Pimp a Butterfly. All that came out in 2015. Woo! Yeah, that's and, and that's because of the variety. So I like that. It made me feel like hip-hop was was branching and spreading its wings and flying in different directions. Sonically, all those projects were totally dark, starkly different, but they always had knockers. Yeah. So, uh, therapist. Can't say her name. <laughs> yes, that's my therapy exercise. 2015, definitely the single best year in hip-hop history. So now, 51 minutes of podcasting, we had either or, neither, nor, right? So this weekend, I mentioned I went to Oklahoma City, so I got to watch my Oklahoma Sooners, of which I'm alumnus, smash Texas Tech University into several thousand pieces. It was like dropping a uh, a, a vase, uh, some type of, uh, what's that called? Chris, uh, what's what's the, the vase that's... What's the uh, Tiffany? Uh, thank you. Uh, Tiffany Vaz smashed it to a thousand million pieces. 
that's what all you did to Texas Tech. Yeah. And so hung out with my high school comrades. Then we went to, uh, where we go after that? Oh, we had some delivery. So let me tell you something. It's, it's, it's people that will deliver barbecue to your house. <laughs> they will do it. They will do it. I didn't get permission to promote it. So I won't say who it is, but in Oklahoma City, yeah. Bryson, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. On the, on the delivery, it was only $10 a meal. So we ate really well. Really, really well. So, aside from that, then we uh, got dressed, and we went to this uh, sidecar uh, off of Britain. No, uh, Britain. Uh, Broadway. Downtown. It was extra small. So, after that, we left and went to the Ambassador, which is at the top of this hotel. Man, it was nice. We was out on the balcony. Grandma and yay. Right? It was, uh, let me see, it was Carolyn, Felicia, Rosie, Dre, Myron. Myself. Oh, Tim. Yeah, we all went out, hung out. We sitting up top, and uh, there's this young white lady with her young white guy, her beau, and they were together. <laughs> this is my either, right? My either is self-agency. So we kicking it. He, he leaves. He goes to the restroom, I guess. She walks over, massages my man Dre's shoulders. She's like, hey. How y'all doing? Y'all enjoying y'all night? Sit looks, leans over to Felicia, who's a black female woman, and says, Hey, I like your hair. I don't mean to be offensive. Can I touch it? No, she didn't say that. <laughs> she didn't say, Can I touch it? But she was like, Yeah, it's great. She's like, Can I sit down and join? Marion was like, Yeah, come on, sit down and join with us. So we start kicking it, hanging out, right? So he gone like 20 minutes. So he comes back. He's like, uh, uh, what, what happened? So he sits down. He was like, yes, everything okay? I was like, yeah, everything's okay. She was with us. We got her. We'll take care of your girl. She's good. <laughs> I don't know if he heard that as a double entendre. That's not what I meant to ask. But he, his face found up real bad. <laughs> but why you... <coughs> But while he was gone, I said to her, hey, I see you out on a date with your man. She was like, that is not my man. I was like, oh, okay. Because they was all up. Uh, you know you know how people be all up on each other, right? But my either is the, the self-agency, comfortability. Just imagine how wacky your date is. That you going out, you with a young lady, with a young guy that you trying to impress. You go out with him and with... As you veer off to go to the restroom, your date is so intellectually engaging that she walks over to seven strangers <laughs> and would rather have a conversation with us than continue to be alone with you. That's <laughs> now, that's terrible. So I ain't got no six-pack, right? I ain't never done I don't got no... I had one back in the day. I don't got one now. But one thing's for sure that I got, if I peeled off my skin on my head... I got a 27-pack in my brain. My brain is ripped up. So that conversation going to be extra good every single time I have a conversation, right? And so she enjoyed herself, and he was like, I'm ready to go. And she was like, well, we're sitting here enjoying our, I'm ready to go. <laughs> so she was like, okay, bye, y'all. Walked over, hugged all the guys, waved to the girls, and then got yanked. <laughs> got yanked. <laughs> And left with him in the fury, right? He was in the fury. He, he was a, so guys, here's the deal. Get your self-esteem in order. If you're going to be in a relationship, 
or trying to impress a woman on a first date, don't have your emotions, don't lead with your emotions, right? Like I tell my daughter, the heart is made for pumping blood. It don't have nothing to do with love. Take them good feelings that you have for yourself and for your family. Tuck them deep away. Don't give it to nobody else, right? Maybe the worst advice a parent can ever give, but I stand by it, 2,000%. But if you're going out on a date, you're trying to impress, what's the best way to impress? By not seeming overbearing. This ain't cuffing season. You don't take somebody out, cuff them in front of other people because you was afraid. I wonder what his daddy told us about, told her, told him about black men. Because clearly, the, her daddy told her something different. Because <laughs> she was hella extra comfortable. <laughs> so that's my either. This is my or. Ford Focus Computers. Now, Normally, I ask students, when I'm trying to take them around up and down different levels of abstraction, I say, what's your favorite color apple? And they'll say, red. I like red apples. Some students will say, well, I like green apples. Some students will say, well, I like the granny apples. The granny apple joints be like yellow. So they'd be like, yeah, I like the granny apple joints. Those are extra dope, right? I get all that. And I say, my favorite color apple is white, right? It's the Mac apple. So there was a time when you couldn't even construct apple as computer, right? But they were thinking inside the box. I'm thinking outside the box, right? Which got me to thinking. So, those of you who listen to season one, you know that my 16-year-old daughter got in a car wreck in my BMW 530XI, four-wheel drive, got hit from the behind, and then she crashed into somebody. They totaled out my car. And I was like, okay, I could go on here and get this uh, BMW 6 Series with the M3 kit, I was like, nah, she's 16, she need a car. So what did I do? I went to the lot, got her a red 2016 Ford Focus with the husband. Got off in it. That mother love is a computer. <laughs> got in the car, the car talking. Hey, do you sync your iPhone to car. I'm like, what? Yeah. So you got several, you can sync like 20 phones. So I synced my phone. Right? So then, when you back up, it got the camera. It got the uh, hands-free talk. It got the, I can say, uh, next song. Right? Not even, and it's not even serious. It's like the computer. It's a separate computer inside the car, which is extra dope. So you got the, I said, you got the back thing. You got the, uh, oh, when it starts uh, raining, the windshield wipers come on on their own. You ain't got to cut those on. Uh, what else? I was listening to podcast on it. Also, oh, so I used to have a, uh, what's the ox cord? So my life is the Oxcord, right? Shout out to Oxcord. They they on Twitter. They got a podcast. Shout out to them. But uh, I was like, yeah, I need the Oxcord to plug into my phone so I can listen to my music, right? But this don't even require Oxcord. Everything is Bluetooth. So when you get in, it syncs your phone, syncs her phone. You play your music on it. You got the hands-free driving. It's, oh, man. It's just, it's just extra dope. It's a computer. I paid loot. For a computer that my daughter's driving. So she should be able to drive it. I told her, you, you could drive your junior senior year, which is now, she's 16, and then you could drive four years of college. Yeah, so that car should last you to 2029. That's the goal for the car. It's loosely your inheritance. She don't realize it, but yeah, you told her that car, yeah, stripper mode. You ass out, because I'm not getting you another one. So, But you'll be a dope body, so you'll be able to handle your business. Yeah, so Cars, if you're going to get a car, oh, and this is, this, hey, 32 miles to the gallon. 32 miles 
gallon. 32 miles to the gallon. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, test drive. We need to get that joint. And that, that was part of the reason why I got it. I was like, oh, man, 32 miles to the gallon? When I fill up the GL450, it's $75. Filled up her car, $21.33. Say it with me, 20 $1.33. So I, I'm just ecstatic about it. A Ford Focus. I was thinking, so if they if they made a Ford Focus big body that was the size of the Porsche Cayenne four seater, I think I would I, I might get a I might get a Ford Focus computer to drive around in. Cause it was it was luxurious. Oh man, it's it's luxurious to me. Now I did I did not get the leather seats. <laughs> I want a spoiler, so ain't no seat warmers. You got to reach underneath it to uh, pull your seat up. So I, I opted for the computer side of it, right? Versus all the amenities. She don't need all that leather and sunroof. She don't need all that. She just need to be able to drive from here to Oklahoma on twenty dollars, <laughs> which is extra. Dope. So that, that's my or. Neither nor. So what I'm, I want to give a caveat. What I'm getting ready to say is me speaking in my maleness. No disrespect to any women about what I'm getting ready to say. Okay? I did a, a thought back. So I've been thinking about accusations. Right? We in an era now where... I treat women when I see them like men. <laughs> I give them the head nod. I give them a pound. Grab them by the arm, by the hand. Bring them into the shoulder. Give them the shoulder stiff like I do guys. What's up? How your day doing? You know, I'd be like, they'd be like, oh, how do I look today? Mm. Yeah. That's all they get from me. Like, you can't misinterpret that. Mm. Yeah. Now, I do realize that I've heard women that same sound. I walked. I walked in front of a group of women, and I heard them go, "Mmm, right." I interpret that as, "Hey, I'm hot." But I've also seen them, a guy walk in front of them that was trash, and them go, "Mmm." <laughs> That's the same sound, right? Let me do it again for you. This is, I think you're hot. Mmm. And this is, I think you're not. Mm. Right? So they, it's just, you can interpret it two different ways, depending on who the person is, who the woman is, right? But I'm like, yeah. Mm. That's all the women, that's all she gonna get from me to say that, yeah, you look good in that outfit, right? Accusations. So I've been thinking, I, I, I retract, I double back on the Antonio Brown situation, right? And I'm just like, Damn. Accusations. Here's the thing. My attorney friends have told me when everyone admits to the act, then it's about the credibility of the people telling the story. Right? So you remember Kobe Bryant, greatest snitch in NBA history, raped a woman in Colorado. Right? But once they established that, hey, allegedly, sorry, Kobe, allegedly, <laughs> Once they established that they both had sex, so they both agreed we did have sex. Then it's about the character, it's about the integrity of the people that are talking. 
right? They got her out of there. So, of course, didn't hurt Kobe. He made more money on the back end of the rape than he did before. Alleged rape, right? And so, Antonio Brown, his accuser, yeah, one of the accusers is like, hey, sexual assault. And it's just, uh, <sighs> Accusations will get you out of there in 2019. Here's what I believe. And this is just me. If somebody is accused of doing something, I think the business, right, the business should not fire you, right? They should wait until the police, the legality has run its course. Then it's going, then it's going to be what it is, right? So if the legality runs its course and you go to jail, you're gone. They ain't got to worry about firing you because they're going to fire you, right? But if they fired you and then the legality ran its course and you were innocent, you can come back and sue on the double on the back end. You can sue your employer. And so I just think it, it just makes more sense to just not do that. Like you don't have to. Like you don't have to do that. You really don't have to do that. Accusations. Somebody did something to you, women or men, that's great. That you go to the law and say, hey, this person need to get arrested. They I believe if you rape somebody, you need to get the death penalty. That's just me. Because you can't get an innocence lost back, right? You physically violated a person. You need to be out of here, right? But please, if so false accusations is another topic, but I'm talking about accusations. But if you make a false accusation, yeah, I think you need to get five-year sentence in jail, mandatory minimum $100,000 fine if you recant, right? You re So if you say somebody sexually assaulted you and you're afraid and you don't want to testify and so you don't and they don't go to jail, after they started, I get that. Because some people are terrified. They feel threatened, right? But if you said that they did it, and then two years later, you recanted? Yeah. Prison. Five years of prison, $100,000 minimum fine. And you should have to pay back the wages lost for the person who went to jail because you lied because you recanted. Anyway, that's... Yeah, so I don't want to get too into that situation, right? Because who did it? You know, I told my daughter... If you ever say somebody raped you, I'm going to ask you twice. If you say yes the second time, we can put some things in motion that's going to handle that situation. person might not make the trial. Not to say that I would kill them. Not to say that they would die. Life happens. <laughs> and this is my nor. I'm reflecting back on loyalty. Right? So here's my loyalty. For the people that I love, my loyalty is extra layered. Again, I don't rock with people who don't rock with people that I don't rock with. Right? Yeah. So, shout out to Paul Frazier. He he worded that in a different way, but I worded it the edited way. <laughs> right? And so that's how my love is, how my loyalty is. Right? Now, if you violate that loyalty and you try to kill me, yeah, and we did some crime together, I'm going to tell <laughs> I'm telling on you. You going to jail because I'm going to tell. And it won't even be snitching. So let me clarify what snitching is. Snitching is we do something, an uh, act together. I get caught by myself and then I tell on y'all who weren't there when I got caught. That's snitching. Not snitching is I found out that y'all wanted to kill me, put a hit out on me, so I told. That's not snitching. Because you violated the love. You violated the loyalty, right? 
And so even though I'm not, I'm alluding to 6ix9ine, right? Takasi, 6ix9ine, right? Who, yeah, yeah. And I know it's people that's divided. I'm not gangster, right? I got six Marines in my family. They all gangster. But I'm not gangster. But I understand what snitching can look like and why it needs or to or not need to happen. But yeah, yeah, that's my norm. Like the loyalty is the bottom line. If you loyal to my love, I'm loyal in the reciprocation to your love. I love you back, right? I love you first, and then I love you back, right? It's the never-ending circus, the infinity thing, right? But if you try to get me killed, yeah, I'm telling. Telling. I'm not going to jail for 15 years. I'm not going to jail for half a day for anybody that violates my love. I'm not doing it. Even if we're engaged in criminality, which I don't engage in criminality, but even if I did, I would, yeah. If I got arrested, I wouldn't tell on you. One hundred. It's some things that I know right now that can send some people that I love to prison. I never talk about it because I don't do that. But, yeah, if they try to kill me, yeah, they. I'm telling. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling. And that don't make me a snitch. It just is what it is. Like, don't violate the love or the loyalty, and you don't have to worry about snitching. Right? So, that's my nor. So, that concludes my either or, neither nor. Next topic. What we not going to do, right, is disrespect the best hip-hop duo, group, solo artist ever. You dig? September 29, in 1998, they released this single for this album. Man, this is the first video, man. We need to crank it back up. We need to get out there, man. You know what I'm talking about? 30s, some polish, everything. Put your pimping down, man. What's up? I'm with that. I'm with all that. But I'm telling you what we need to do. We need some space futuristic type things. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that. Let's get it. It's that time, folks. Let's do it. All right, then. Let's do both of them. The album, Aquimini, 21 years old. One year younger than my son. <laughs> Yes. Until the end. But until the end, hush your fools. Until the end. Pass. Bye. Dunk up in your eye. Like Dre Day. Uh, 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 uh. Skewed on the Barbie with Raekwon of Wu-Tang. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. And this one? <laughs> Y'all all know what this one is, all right? Storyteller. What's the secret? The ruler? Mm, 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 mm. About four, five, cast off, ten. Somebody hit me the other day for a rendezvous. Was it the ones that cut the good? On the dungeon crew. Let's say her name was Susie Screw. Because she screws a lot. Making that player hit that chunk 
and a legitimate spot of that nature. Had to hate the player. Like Darth Vader. The east side to the cater. Mm. But she lost me. I still want to cut her out. With a real tight skirt. Uh. So I can hit you. I said, cool. But this is a dude. <laughs> It's like that now. About four, five, cast off in the lag now. We just, okay. So, what we're not going to do is pay homage to Outkast. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a southern hip-hop head, and I love birthdays. 18th birthday, the first season for Side Podcast was 18 episodes with a bonus. So, you got 19, because on the 18th birthday, we celebrated you. 19th birthday, you was out the house. <laughs> Celebrating. I mean, my pops came to me in like April of my senior year and said, son, Marine Corps, workforce, uh, college. Those are your three choices. Because in May 15th after you graduate, you ain't going to have a place to stay. So you got to get up out of here. So that's how we celebrate the 21st birthday of Equimini. I like Southern Playlist of Cadillac music better than Equimini, but people say it's their five-mic album. Yeah, so... I get I, I give it to them. Outcast giving them pay homage. Sometimes we gotta pay homage. We forget. I, I hate when people, you know, categorize or saw some stuff on Twitter that was saying that Big Boy's body of work was better than Andre's. That's debatable. Big Boy got solo albums after Outcast, right? His body of work is longer. Dre got better I, collabs, right? Dre got some of the hottest 16s on other people's stuff ever. Put them together. I don't call them the greatest hip-hop duo. So people try to delineate so they can say Wu-Tang is the best group ever. Best hip-hop duo ever, Outkast. Hands down. So, we all the way to Pambat. We are hour and 14 minutes of potting, right? So, Pambat, this is the question that I got. <laughs> And I, and I know, so here's the thing. Sometimes I can read the question and tell if, if um, a man or a woman wrote it, right? <laughs> and so here's the question that I'm going to read to you, right? In the workplace and in class, what is tight, appropriate or not appropriate? <laughs> I think they meant when? It's tight, appropriate, or not appropriate. So, to me, tight is, oh, that's tight. That's positive to me. So, when I say, oh, that's tight, I see you in something like that, all that's tight means that looks good on you. When Cardi B uses tight, she means that you tight about her being successful. So, you're a hater. You mad, you tight about her being successful, right? I think this person... Well, I, I don't know. Well, I know. So when I first read it, I thought it was a woman, but it's a guy. <laughs> so here's the thing. If you're a man and you're over 25 years of age, you should not have anything tight on. 
So skinny jeans, yeah. If you're 41 and you have skinny jeans on, you're trash for that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because you probably didn't buy them skinny. You probably bought them when they fit you, when you fit them, and they fit regular. But now you didn't gained a little bit, so now they fit skinny. Those ain't skinny jeans. <laughs> them tight-ass jeans. Cause they, and, they, and they shouldn't be. Here's the deal. I got my Levi's. So I got my first pair of Levi's and forever, the camouflage joints, right? But they, they fit where I can squat down. Here's my thing. You stand on the balls of your feet. Put your heels down. If you can squat all the way down and touch the floor and stand back up, the jeans ain't too tight. But if you got to get that leg out, if you're a guy, you got to stick that leg out. Yeah, too tight. Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on now. Don't do that. You shouldn't. Yeah, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> I can say some things, but I ain't going to say them things. Them things ain't appropriate. So I'm not going to say them things. But, yeah, don't do that. Don't wear nothing too tight, fellas. If you can't tuck your shirt in, <laughs> your jeans is too tight. And here's the thing with the suit coat. Like, your suit coat has a V. If when you button the suit coat, it looks like the V turned into a W, <laughs> your suit coat is too tight. Don't do that. Yeah, your suit coat is too tight. So, fellas, anytime you wear anything too tight, whether it's in class, because I'd have some students come to class with stuff that was tight. But because they were young, it looked fine on them, right? So when young brothers wear uh, a skinny jean uh, slacks to their suit and they wear dress shoes without socks, that's cool with them because they're young. Don't do that if you're 37. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're not, you're not handsome. You're not cute. You're not suave. You're not dapper. You're not sexy. Don't do that. You're what you should be doing is saying no, hell no to that. So don't do that. Yeah, don't do don't do that. But I got a gendered answer. So if you're a woman, anything you wear that's tight is cool. <laughs> oh man, my maleness is flaring up. Yeah. So whatever you want to wear, who am I to police the body of a woman? Whatever you want to wear, however you want to look as a woman, you go ahead and represent, rock that look. I applaud. That's all you're going to get. You're going to get applause from me. However, I do believe tights shouldn't be worn by everybody. <laughs> tights should come with a weight restriction, especially <laughs> if you're wearing them in a formal setting while you're trying to present your topics or your knowledge. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, you don't want to be a distraction from yourself. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's it. <laughs> about to talk about. So something is either tight, yeah, that's tight. Or when I see you in it because it's too tight, I'm tight, like Cardi said. Or it's just, yeah, tight. So don't don't tight too little. Tight is too little. Yeah, so don't don't do that. Please don't do that. So we in we at the detangle. This is the very end of the podcast for your new listeners that made it all the way to an hour and 19 minutes. Detangle is the bit of knowledge I try to impart at the end of every show. Just to give y'all a little something, something on the way out, right? Just on the way out. And so here's the detangle. Just because you forgive somebody don't mean they stop being toxic, right? So everybody's not deserving of your time. 
They're not deserving of your attention. They're not deserving of your joy. They're not deserving of your peace. They're not deserving of your humanity. They're not deserving of the, of your holistic wealth and health. They're not deserving of you totally, right? And so don't don't think that because you tell somebody, I forgive you, I love you, like they going to be who they are. Some people are just trash. And you just have to give yourself, get distance from them because you don't want to be pulled, sucked into they, you know, gravitational field. And then you get mad and then you hostile. And then, you know, people don't get along with you because you're not getting along with them. So don't do that. It's okay for you to forgive somebody and push them completely out your life. <laughs> Mush them in their face and tell them to keep stepping, like Martin would say. Get to stepping and get them out of your life 2,000 percent yeah so that concludes the season one season two episode one of facade podcast foolish forgiveness yeah that's the name of this that's what i think i'm calling it that's the name of this show so i want to go out with well okay i can't i want to i don't want to tease it for you but i want to go out with the introduction that i'm gonna put at the end because if you heard the trailer you heard it so i'm gonna let you hear it at the end again and so, follow us on Instagram, Facade Pod. Follow us on Twitter, Facade Podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. Every Wednesday, starting next week, we're going to drop something extra special. More content. Facade Podcast drops on the 1st and 15th of each month, bi-weekly, like food stamps. <laughs> so, get yours. And remember, we marauded for ears. Podcast. Mm. I had to call in to do this to do this intro. <laughs> the seasons too. The ocean is blue. The sand is white. We roll like Sprite. Purple. Pour in the cup. Keep twenty grand in the tub. Just in case my code D six nine. Press rewind and give us all up. Enough with the tough talk. You ain't never made the guns walk or pitch all day and night with the hawk on freeze. I brought enemies to their knees. Got them Blanco keys. Alicia keys. Cali keys. Call my new stacks blue cheese. Old batch army fatigues. Big knots in my jeans. Move 16s with ease. Don't talk to broke niggas. They speak on my knees. Sleeves on the track. Applaud for the clap. Cause I ducked it. Rubbers when I touched it. Nine millimeter tucked it in a small of my back. Call it chiroprac. Never slain crack. Only dope I pitched. Is this shit I ripped? Spit flames, flip frames, got range like Dame Dollar. Stay gon' get this money. Red the dark skies are hella sunny. We gon' ride, download, and subscribe. <laughs> oh, man. Season two is a bonus. Beside podcast dropping every 1st and 15th like food stamps. <laughs> Better get yours. Yeah.